You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. At that time uh, of uh, the evening, where we welcome our very own Sheikh Shoaib Maid, who is a Madina University graduate. He is a astute businessman. He's an alim. He's a motivational speaker. He's a radio presenter on uh, many, many uh, uh, platforms also. And alhamdulillah, Dawa organizations calling for ideas on how to do Dawa work and so forth and so forth. Sheikh Shoaib Maida has been uh, with me for many years and as someone uh, whom I enjoy and enjoy his spiritual company and we motivate each other. Sheikh Shoaib Maida, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And tell me, how are you doing this fine, uh, beautiful evening? Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, my dear brother. Uh, Shafat Ahmed Khan and all the dear listeners of uh, Markaz Sahaba this evening, the voice of Alu Sunnah wal Jamaa. I will say Alhamdulillah, Brother Shafat, as you said, I also enjoy your company at all the times. And I mean, I'm not shy. I'm not ashamed to say, you know, you did a good job in your mentorship, mentoring me. Alhamdulillah, today I can stand up proud in any platform and say, I can do what I can do best. Just because of your effort and your hard work, Shaf, may Allah to reward you all the, all the best. And as I say, beautiful evening. Uh, just like yesterday, we had some good rains, and also, Alhamdulillah, we can see there's a good sign of having a beautiful evening tonight, Shaf. I'm going to share a story with you, Sheikh Shui Maida. Uh, this morning, I had a phone call from a brother, and he said, you know, uh, Shafat, uh, so-and-so gave me your number, and they said, I must talk to you. I'm doing my first radio show, and I'm so nervous, you know, can you give me some tips and all? So, I, I sat him down and I said, okay, you must do this, you know, draw the clock and uh, mark out your time or when is the news, when the break and all that. But don't have a monologue. Don't talk to yourself. Talk with someone and talk to the people. Then do it as if you're talking to family members and talk in a relaxed manner, talk in a manner where you are humble about yourself. And that he, he thanked me profusely. So Alhamdulillah, I hope uh, all the best. And I know both you and I, we have uh, discussed uh, with this uh, with many students and we have motivated them how to give a public speech or how to talk in the public and so forth and so forth. But I'm just sharing that with you because I missed you there because generally you also give your input. But inshallah soon uh, with COVID um, making a fast, fast exit, we can make a plan. Our topic uh, this evening, distinguishing characteristics of Islam. Uh, you know, Sheikh, uh, you know, our relationship with Allah and his creation is quite an important thing because we have that relationship with Allah that he is hukukullah. And then you have a relationship with Allah's creation that he is hukukul ibad. And, you know, perhaps they're talking about hukukullah, hukukul ibad. Talk to us about this relationship. And Islam is so, you know, uh, uh, so, so concise about these relationships and tell us, uh, you know, telling us exactly with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he is ghafur rahim. But with the hukukul uh, ibad, there's a problem, Sheikh Shoaib Maida. Talk to us about it. You know, Shaf, alhamdulillah, rabbil alameen, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasuli kareem. I always say, look, you bring the most best suitable topics in today's life. I mean, uh, uh, you look at this topic you're talking about, I mean, uh, the hukukullah and the hukukul ibad. I mean, it's one of the most important affluent things we should be going through every day and understanding that Allah has rights over us and we've got rights over him. And our rights towards Allah is what are most, most special is uh, to worship him alone and not associate or ascribe partners with him. You know, and also to speak only the truth about Allah and don't uh, actually bring about false information and using Allah as actually 
uh, as a deacon for us or as a beacon for us actually to do wrong. That is the rights of Allah Ta'ala. You know, as he says in Tawheed, Allah ta'abudu illallah wahdahu la sharikala, that we worship none but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who's got no partners or no any uh, no anybody that is equal to him. So that is the most aspect of actually and then the rest comes to hukukul ibad which is actually being good to ourselves, being humble to the next person. And I mean, uh, don't be boastfulness, don't be arrogant, you know, don't be misery, you know, don't be actually obnoxious, uh, don't be a person actually that actually looks down upon, upon other people. I mean, that's actually bad. And you must remember, Shaf, if you can have this kind of uh, uh, attributes to yourself, whereby you're not obnoxious, you're not arrogant, I mean, you are humbled all the time, you will see that even people that are not Muslims, by looking at you, they will be inquiring why is your behavior is like, is like that. And this actually can be the best way of driving people towards the dawah or towards the oneness of Allah. No, Sheikh, uh, Sheikh Maida, you're taking me aback because I know you have been uh, to some of my classes uh, where there are many non-Muslims that had attended it. And, you know, they said, coach, you want to be like you, coach, and this and that. But I'm very humbled about that. And uh, I kept on uh, telling them about wa'atiullah, wa'atiul rasul, obeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and obeying his messenger. Our role model, and our role model is uh, Nabi Muhammad uh, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So we hope and pray, Sheikh Shoaib Maida, that in what little way we try to emulate him, I hope it's coming out loud and clear. Now, Sheikh, you know, we look at ourselves, we, we as human beings, we as those that are in the house of Islam, we, Sheikh, we encourage and motivate each other in the house of Islam. What are we encouraging? We're encouraging each other to be pious, to be closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And, you know, we always make this a very bold statement. We forbid evil and we enjoin good. Uh, talk to us about that, Shay. You know, Shafat, actually, that is actually one of the best qualities that Allah has given us. I mean, we are the best Ummah. You know, after the Banu Israel, who Allah says, Inni fadl tukum, fadl tukum that Allah did actually prefer them, gave them preference over all the creations. Then came this Ummah, where Allah says, Wakuntum khayra Ummah. You are actually the best of the nations that I've created. Nas made us a good example for mankind. That you enjoy what is good and also forbid what is wrong. And have faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then from there we have actually good groups that come out of us. Where Allah says, Among us you must be a group of people that goes out inviting people towards the oneness of Allah and the goodness of being a Muslim. And I mean, this tells you that Allah has chosen us. And in choosing us, it means we are sitting on the highest peak when it comes to ibadat or worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Shafi, you must remember that rule that says the higher you go is the harder you fall. So you must remember this what teaches us to say we are sitting on the, on the very highest level of ibadat. And when we fall from there, we fall very bad. I'll give you a good example, Shafi. You find three, four people goes and commits a sin. Let's say a robbery for that sake. And one of him uh, will be Muhammad, and one will be Naidu, and one will be Sipo, one will be Rodrigo. You know, you talk about four different kinds of people here. Portuguese one, and uh, you got uh, our local person, and you got an Indian person, and we got Muhammad. You know, look at them, the individuals come from different aspects. But when the whole thing comes down to a wrong aspect of it, they will say, 
Muhammad's name first and the rest of that. And the question comes in, sometimes we think, but why are they calling out his name, yet about four of them? Why only picking up his name? It's not because they're being choosy or they're looking at Muslims as the bad ones in this case, or they hate us or the media doesn't like us. It's It seems like how we, but Sheikh, are you still there? Yes, I'm here. So, oh. as, as I was just saying, yeah, so in this case, because we are involved in crime and the name of a Muslim comes in, it's not because they hate us or because the media doesn't like us, but it's because we are supposed to be in the foremost of joining people to do good and forbid what is wrong. And because we found in that category, then our name should come first, as I said, the higher you go, the harder you fall shall. Absolutely, Sheikh Shoy Maida. And, and then uh, when you look at uh, everything that's happening, the society, you know, they protect each other. This is the Muslim society, the Islamic society. We uh, should be protecting each other. And, uh, you know, we obey the laws of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and, and said obeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his, uh, uh, his messenger, Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And the nature of the nafs, Sheikh Shoy Maida, is uh, suppressed and it is trained uh, from abstaining from evil and is filled with the Allah consciousness. This is how we in the house of Islam, this is how our, uh, you know, nafs should be. It should be suppressed all the time. It shouldn't be fed with the negativity. It shouldn't be fed with the dunya. It should be fed with all the spirituality and it should be trained in such a way that it doesn't go ballistic. It doesn't go wild and it starts going, uh, you know, to such an extent that our akhira is ruined, Sheikh Shoy Maida. Yes, of course, you know, I remember when we had the topic last week about spiritual nourishment or spiritual upliftment or what to say, renewal. I mean, it just talks exactly to what, I mean, you put on the table now. I mean, our nafs is another big driving actual factor towards the creation of a human being. You know, you must remember we got Kiram and Katibin as well that we do not see left and right. They're writing, oh, what we're doing, if you do good, is written on the right-hand side. Any wrong is written on the left-hand side. So which means we have actually two good structures in us, which is the nafs, uh, or actually the rule that has been created in us, and this outer body, as we did mention last time, that the same way we're taking care of this outer body, making sure that it is the best, making sure that you feed it the best of food, and when it comes to a phone or whatever, you give it the best. So when it walks, your, actually your outer body must represent every action that you're taking. The same when it comes to the, actually, uh, the spiritual being, which is the rule. We need to sustain it all the time. Make zikr of Allah Ta'ala. Don't forget your salahs. As we said, it's a month of Shaban now. Do as much ibadat as we can. Let's get close to Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala. Handle ourselves in the manner that we humble for the pleasure of Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala. As you remember, Nabi Sallallahu did tell us to say, man, 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 man tawadu alillah raf'ahullah. Whosoever humbles themselves for the sake of Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala will raise the status. So let's look for that. Let's look for that. Oh, actually, and Allah Ta'ala is going to actually uh, guide us and actually raise our status, inshallah. Inshallah, Sheikh Shoei Maida, and if you look at, uh, you know, men generally, men have uh, to afford the ability of maintaining their homes, their children, and you know, pay for their education, and so forth and so forth. And in the house of Islam, uh, the husband or the man or the person of the house of Islam is, uh, alhamdulillah, like many men, the shepherd of his flock. But in the house of Islam, we as a menfolk, we have a beautiful example to follow in that of Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And then also, you know, bringing up our children, the joys of making them, 
you know, get to know the creator, the joys of them going through madrasa and learning Alif Baatha, the joys of them, you know, when they start reading the, the Quran, how happy the parents get, the joy of seeing your child making uh, sujood, making sajda to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and the joy of your child having or making the first uh, seri and the first iftar, all that, you know, and then you buying when they uh, the, the joys of when they go to madrasa to you buying the first juice done and then they ask that your daughters ask for the burqa your son wants his topi and you know all that when we spend in the part of allah what joy it brings in that that uh, you know we are preparing allah's amana uh in the manner that he wants us to perhaps your thoughts on that uh, sheikh shoy maida you know chef i mean i know you you your kids are grown already you've gone through that phase and alhamdulillah, I'm also going through that phase at the moment where actually, I mean, you prepare your kids from uh, grade R, then after that they go to, 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 to grade one. And now you find the learning, okay, my brain, they come back home and say, daddy, teach me this, sabbat, let's do this. It keeps a lot of joy. I mean, that's how you're preparing your kids to one's Allah. Ta'ala. I mean, this is the right time. When they're small, when they're young, where they can come and relate to you. They want to know their work is the time. You know, the school or the madrasa will not teach your children everything that they need to know. You know, that's just period. There's a lot of children that needs attention in the madrasa. You know, at the end of the day, uh, the upper or the ma'alim will end up only teaching two or three lines because there's a lot of students. So it's up to you as a parent to go further with the child. You know, teach them more, go more research. When it comes to the Quran, Surah Fatiha, the meaning of it, sit with the children, teach them, make them understand all that. So when they're going to Madrasa back again the following day, they understand and know what is happening. The same way we have that homework that the children brings home. You sit with them, make time. And I'm, you know, I've understood, you know, at first I was looking at it, say not, uh, the teachers are not doing a lot of work at the moment. They're leaving all the work to the parents. They give them a few things, then go do homework at home. And who's doing the most of the work is the parents. You know, I looked at it in the other angle, looking at it to see it's time. Whereby everybody's so engrossed with technology, the phones going on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and mention it all. And really, we are just isolated from our families. So I think this part of homework is another part that actually brings us to bond with our kids where you're teaching them you're showing them way and that way you're spending with them without any gadgets if there's a gadget you want to do is maybe to find out some other information that you feel you're not comfortable with but at the end of the day you're spending time with your kids and the joy of that chef is actually out of this world most especially when it comes to them uh, you know faced pronunciation of alif bata and coming up and joining those letters together chef it's just something out of this world and i would say look as a parent enjoy those moments if you do not understand much of it, make time for yourself to understand it because it's good if you sit with the child and guide them and show them in the way you're preparing towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you're preparing huh, to get into us and understanding Allah ta'ala, which in tomorrow's time, they're going to sit back and make dua and say, Ya Allah, bless my parents for sitting with me and showing me or guiding me throughout all this so that I can know who you are. Alhamdulillah, well said there, Sheikh Shoaibaida. And I, you know, you really made me see another dimension where, you know, we said, oh, the teacher is passing the buck onto the parents. And as you said, uh, you have taken that as an opportunity of yeah, bonding more with the children and adding uh, may, uh, maybe with the homework, helping them out and uh, doing a thorough homework with them so that it's embedded in their minds. But I know you uh, being also an alim, a teacher and a university graduate uh, at, uh, at that, and that, you know, academically, uh, you are really benefiting your children and Allah bless you for that, Sheikh Now, you know, look at what hap uh, ha is happening all over the world, uh, Sheikh. 
you know, all over the world where children are shooting each other. Look at Europe uh, with its uh, dysfunctional household where, you know, violence is out of control, where uh, as a society, Europe has succumbed to alcohol, hooliganism, racism, and so forth and so forth. Where else in the house of Islam are we, our children, uh, from the mo- moment that they're born, the azan is given in the ear, and they are kept on the straight and narrow. And as I said, other different types of uh, programs that's already in place where we get them ready for the madrasa and we get them ready for, you know, the graduation in the Quran and all so forth and so forth. And, uh, you know, why, uh, you know, you know, why don't we count our blessings and, you know, build on this and perhaps uh, the, uh, the West and other uh, parts of the uh, world that look at us will say, no, what we want our children to be like those children. Uh, your take, Sheikh Shoei Maida. You know, Chef, exactly what you said makes a lot of sense. You know, you look at the Western world, the children are learning from small age uh, to use the gun. And uh, uh, those children are left in the care of the TV and cartoons that are showing people have uh, been shooting one another. And then they says one gets shot and they wake up, start walking again. And I mean, that's just a cartoon reality. And the kids, when they see that, you must remember kids uh, learn from what they see at all the times. So, I mean, we also can go wrong in that direction. If we're leaving our kids to be raised by the TV, way by the seat on the TV, watch cartoon, paying so much money for the cartoon network for the children to be uh, watching that cartoon and then become uh, cartoon actually uh, artists as well in small age, then that means actually we're just heading towards destruction if you also do that. You know, as you said earlier on, for us Muslims, we bless chap. The first thing we want our child to hear when they're born is Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Shaf is just a good indication, a good sign of who we are, that we actually for Allah Ta'ala have been created by Allah to save Allah Ta'ala in Ibadah. So in this case, all those calls that we're making, you know, when the child is born, is basically to submit the child to understand that the first you need to know is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And once you know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then comes action that you're going to face as a child, which would be uh, reading salah and the rest of that, and then also being good towards parents. So all the foundation is laid out at the base of the child that they understand where they are. So now it's up to us as parents to maintain that kind of standard, or we deviate those children, send them away, yet we've given them the best of understanding why they're here and where they're born and in whose world are they born and what action do they need to do when actually they start growing up. So of which going to madrasa and the rest of that, all that foundation is laid all together. And you must remember, Shav, the children are very sensitive and very intelligent. The more you teach them when at a small age, the more they pick up and understand anything, everything. And certain things the children will not learn by you telling them. Certain things they will learn by you, uh, actions or your actions that they see from you. If you're being too bad, the children will learn from there. If you're drinking alcohol in front of your children, smoking cigarettes in front of your children, definitely they will learn that this is life. And one day they'll be drinking and they'll be smoking. They've seen the parents doing that. So, I mean, we have to be very observant of what we do in front of our children. What 
kind of a lifestyle are we introducing our kids? And once we understand and become very observant of that, definitely we'll pave a good way for our children where they'll grow up understanding Allah Ta'ala and understanding the deen. In that way, we claim self-respect, which is automatic to us, because the children will see all that, all whatsoever they know about Allah is coming from the foundation that was laid back by the parents. Child. Now, Sheikh Shaykh you know, if we have higher, we have shame, uh, with anything uh, that uh, displeases Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, we, uh, we, 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 we want to have that ha higher because we want to please Allah. But if it displeases Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we have it purely for his pleasure, then surely, uh, Sheikh Shaykh Maida, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will have a mercy on us. And that a trait of having higher, of having shame, uh, that will be inculcated in us, in our whole family members, our children too, will have that quality, Sheikh Shaykh Maida. And how important it is for us to have this higher or this quality of being, uh, you know, you know what? I feel ashamed. Check sure, Maida. No, no, definitely. You know, in uh, from the tradition of Nabi Muhammad, you know, he says, Haya, uh, uh, you know, is part of Iman as well. You know, I mean, uh, if you do not feel ashamed of what you do, definitely you're out of this life. You know, if you do something shamelessly, and you're not even having a concern about and even your nafs does not pull you back to say, hey, where are you going? You're going very wrong. You cannot be doing that. Then something is drastically wrong with you as a human being, of which you need actually to question yourself and actually regroup and see what you can do in order to curb all that kind of behavior so that you, become, you can become a good human being. You must remember all the time what stops you from doing wrong things sometimes because of higher, you know, being ashamed. Like to give you a good example, let's say you want to go somewhere, Shaf, and uh, Adhan for Maghrib is going, but you still have to go somewhere. You just walk out of your house, you have to take that trip, you have to go, you can't make reasons, you have to rush. The moment you hear Adhan, you want to go out and hear the Adhan and say, no, I can't go like this. Okay, if I have to go, at least maybe make, maybe make my wudu so that while I'm driving, I can read my salah on the way. You know, I mean, that tells you that, you know, because of that ayah, it's tough. It, it brought you close to Allah Uswata, to understand your position and the time factor at that moment. To say, this time that I'm going out, I'm, I'm undertaking now, is the time of Allah Ta'ala, whether I like it or not. Because he's calling Allah Akbar, Allah Akbar, it's time to go and get the best from Allah Ta'ala. So, I mean, I can't just go surpass and just feel like there's nothing that is happening, you know, like I can't do anything. So, that is the kind of higher that we need as a human being. And sometimes you might find yourself in a position, well, where you can get yourself in a very uncompromised position. But you sit back and say, yeah, Allah, if I go and do this, I mean, in that state of being compromised, if Malak al Maud comes and take me, how am I going to face Allah Ta'ala? So you look at that, I mean, there's a link, there's a connection between Ayah and, and, and Iman and faith. Because the moment you'll be having that conscience to understand, okay, I can go do this, but now what if in the position of doing it, in, in the early stages of doing it, Allah Ta'ala decides my end time to go. You know, it is said, you know, the base of actions that you're taking with Allah Ta'ala is the base of action that you ended with. So, I mean, if you ended up with doing wrong, what would be the end destination? So, that actually pulls you back. So, yes, we must have that part of Hayashaf. That actually will keep us, uh, you know, I mean, our toes all the times so that everything that we're doing, we'll make sure that, you know, we understand if I do this in case Allah Ta'ala decides to pull me from here, then I will not have any answers before Allah Ta'ala when he's saying, go to Jahannam. So that actually must be with us at all the time. So wherever we're going, whatever we're doing, we know with Allah Ta'ala and we know 
and Lord, how he's going to love us and guide us and keep us and actually his, uh, uh, his love. You know, Sheikh Shoyimai, that we as Muslims are not corruptors and we don't uh, corrupt each other generally. And, you know, the quality of modesty, as we are talking about, is stripped and thrown into the history of dustbin, especially by the West. And, you know, you go to certain Muslim countries, you won't believe it. You say, yeah, is this a Muslim country? And you say, no, man, I, it can never be because whatever the West is spewing out, uh, these uh, so-called Muslim countries are imbibing and taking that in. And you can see that uh, the, the quality of being shameless, uh, the uh, immodesty, uh, drunkenness, and uh, indulging into the world, and it's just getting, and uh, you know, not knowing what you're doing, and just uh, pleasing shaitan and displeasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala all the time. And the sad part is uh, that, uh, you know, a lot of our youngsters um, in, in these Arab worlds to have totally gone uh, uh, to the opposite of things, and perhaps. Uh, Maybe the uh, Muslims in Africa, the Muslims maybe also in the um, subcontinent are better behaved than the, these uh, uh, most of these Arab uh, youth. Uh, what's your thoughts on that, uh, Sheikh Shoei Maida? You know, sir, when it comes to issues like this, I'll tell you, I always thank Allah that, alhamdulillah, we are born in the countries where it actually is, it's a mixture of people living together and Muslims are in a minority. And purely by understanding the Quran, and the hadith on Nabi Muhammad we choose to be on the righteous path, which is a big bonus to us. And I mean, if you look at them in those Arab countries, we can, uh, it's something that we call, uh, uh, in, 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 uh, in our language, or maybe in English, we can call, you know, we can call, what, what do we say? We say, um, what do we say? We can say something. We can say something to say, you know, there's new things that are coming in life in your order where you don't know where they're coming from. So, I mean, when you get that, you get so amazed and fascinated to do it because, you know, it's something you never thought of before. Yet for us, we are grown up and born in these areas where there's seen openly and everything is happening openly. And we make a choice to say, Allah, I'm a Muslim. Although I'm seeing all these things, it mustn't affect my heart. I need to do something whereby I go surpass this and it must happen like I don't see anything. And Alhamdulillah, we achieved that. And now yet those Arab boys that you're talking about, Shaf, that they're growing up, they've never seen things of this sort. And now when they start seeing evil and the rest of that, they start getting fascinated. And instead of pulling back, they want to go and try and practice or maybe and actually try and do what is they thinking that is part of life. And then you're getting most of them getting hurt. And we know we understood even those times we're studying. There were actually youngsters and boys who would leave Ramadan time and go to Thailand or Bangkok to play around because, I mean, you are allowed in the deen to say when you're fasting, uh, you can always leave, uh, you can always take your fast out when you're traveling. So they'll travel to go do wrong and some don't come back, they die in that position. So, I mean, it tells you, we are blessed in this world. We as Muslims living in South Africa and a part of the world, we are more blessed in the sense, merely by understanding the core of the Quran and the Sunnah, we are following and trying our means to be on the righteous path. You know, we got our massage around the area, but certain areas you can go past you and you are done. And I mean, it takes us to start looking at the time in our, in our own self to say, now this looks like it's us at time, although I can't be other than, I need to do something so my answer is not missed. Yet in those countries, Shaf, any angle that you go, anywhere you cross, if it's other you'll hear from left, right, center, whereby it's time for you, for you to perform solar. So I would say we are blessed. 
and let, let's not emulate uh, the Arab boys who are looking at these uh, things happening today in other parts of the world, wrestling and the rest of that, dancing and mention anything. And they start actually practicing it and coming on stage and showing better moves that they can do it better than anybody. I mean, let's not be cheated by that. We grow up looking at all these things and we know how evil they can be and how we can classify them into evil. So let's maintain our way of life that we've learned from the Hadith and the Quran, although a little bit that we understood from there. But whatsoever we actually put into practice, let's maintain that shaf. And I'm telling you, that means a lot in the eyes of Allah Ta'ala. And really, that means a good token for us to go to Jannah as well. Well said the Sheikh Maida, and I think the word that we are looking for was mesmerized, taken away, captivated, and uh, taken into this meretricious evil. Yeah, and evil, you know what will happen? Shaitan say, I didn't even know. No, 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 you did it. You chose, yeah, and you did that. So Sheikh Shoei Maida, you know, our children should be taught to be compassionate. You know, children who grow up uh, with a, uh, a culture of cruelty to animals, uh, they grow up being uh, delinquents. They be, uh, grow up being uh, evil members of society. They uh, grow up being uh, the hooligans of society. And they uh, grow up having that hard-heartedness. So, you know, we need to teach our children to be, you know, very kind and compassionate. Even when you see them ill-treating an animal or ill-treating the cat, you know, you must tell them, how would you feel? And maybe you can tug at the Hey, and you say, isn't that paining? Imagine you're doing that to the cat. How important is it for us to watch our children, not to indulge them in the naughty that they do, but to reprimand them at, from that young age so that they will grow up into compassionate and well-groomed children, Sheikh Shoei Maida? It's a chef, as you said now, I mean, that's actually the key ground of actually uh, training your kids and making the base for the future. You know, you see them playing with animals, you make sure they're gentle. And if they just do anything, you reprimand them, talk to them in a nice way. As you said, you know, make them understand what if somebody did what you've done now. Or maybe let me try and do it on you and let's see if you can be happy. And maybe do it, not so happy, but in the sense at least they must feel that little pain. Then they will know to respect even the animal, even something that's walking by. And even when they see people, you know, uh, you we, we, we start ourselves you know, by calling ourselves by names, what, 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 what. I mean, if somebody was out to teach them, call him uncle, call him auntie. You know, don't call people by names because you need to respect them. They need to understand that they're bigger than you. So if we start doing that slowly, slowly, sharp, really it helps our kids to learn and to understand how life is. As you said as, uh, as well, uh, I mean, being uh, the person that is like a good in sharing, I mean, you give the child something to eat, let them share. You know, the good part, like you have three, four, five children. What I've noticed, uh, what we've done today's time, we've taken away the barakat of eating together because now everybody will dish and sit in their own plate doing their own things there. I think we need to bring that back that culture shelf whereby all the food is left in one plate and we're all eating from the same plate. That brings a lot of ma'abad and to understand, you know, we owe from Allah Ta'ala and we all getting the barakah that Allah has given to us as a, as actually as a, as a collective. I think we need to start bringing back those issues, Shaf, whereby eat together with the family, your wife, eat together. Don't dish in different plates with your wife. One plate, you sit and eat with her. You know, your kids around, dish with them, eat together in one plate and enjoy the meal together as a family. I think these are part of the things that we need to start doing. In that way, they will know we need to be sharing. Eating together has got a lot of barakah. So if they bring something as well, they get something. 
they will make sure they bring in the same table, knowing my father is going to have, my mother is going to have, my sister too is going to partake in this. I think this is what we should be uh, trying to practice daily, uh, my brother Shaf. You know, you made a, such a valid point that, that that culture of eating from one big kuncha, one big plate, uh, you know, as you said, it brings in so much of mohabba, it brings in that the empathy that, but you know, people are getting too intoxicated. Even the culture of, you know, making salam to each other is being uh, diluted heavily, Sheikh And I think, you know, as, uh, as, as the leaders of the family uh, or the leaders of the flock, you know, we should uh, make issues about this. Uh, the, the importance of making salam is... Uh, uh, is, is is such an integral part of maintaining peace in the house, uh, Sheikh Shoaib? No, no, definitely, Ashraf. Uh, you know, the thing is that we're forgetting to understand the meaning of uh, a salam. What does it mean if somebody says to you, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh? You know, if we go back to the drawing board and understand the meaning of all that, that means somebody saying to you, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's peace be upon you and may he have his blessings upon you and protection upon you. Definitely you know that somebody is wishing me well. You know, and that's why even on Nabi Sassam has taught us to say if you've been given that salam, it becomes wajib for you to respond to it because someone is wishing you well. Actually, wishing you blessings. That's what we live for. We want blessings in this dunya and the akhirah. We're making that dua all the time, Shaf. Rabbana atina fi dunya hasana wa fil akhirat hasana. And somebody is saying, may Allah Ta'ala's blessings be upon you. And that's hasana. And I mean, we're running away. We don't answer for that person. We just salam. And we're running up. I mean, that doesn't add up. It means we have forgotten the meaning of simple things like that. Because even when Nabi Sallallahu says, do you want me to introduce you to one tool that actually if you can hold to that, you'll have mahabbat amongst you. And uh, this companion said, Bala ya Rasulullah said, why not? And he says, Afshu salam bainakum. You must abundantly make salam in between. To you all, and this will bring a lot of my but for you because in the sense somebody's wishing you for baraka wish you well wishing you for something good to happen in your life i mean you can't ignore that person you have to embrace them and also wish them the same luck and the same blessings in return you know sheikh shoy mahada even uh, talking about uh making salam to each other uh nabi muhammad sallallahu said on oh, even a pillar separates you and you meet again make salam again it is such a powerful statement uh, sheikh shoy no, no, it is uh, definitely. You know, I mean, uh, salam is a peace. I mean, I say, you know, one of the names of Allah are the best and the first of them. Assalamul mu'min. You know, you look at that. Assalam is one of beautiful attributes of Allah Ta'ala, which is peace. And I mean, if somebody is wishing me that shaft, I should love that person to beats because I mean, it's the person that wishes me peace all the time and also looking for blessings for me, shaft. Absolutely, Sheikh Shurabaida. Then, uh... You know, whilst you're talking, then I start thinking, you know, we spoke about the food and the food for the mind is knowledge. The food for the body, yeah, is all those food. You buy the burgers, the pizzas, the shawamas, the uh, rogni naan and talk about it. You can go on talking about that. That's the food of the body. But Sheikh Shoy Maida, the food for the soul, yeah, the food of, for the soul is ibadat, is a tilaw of the Quran, uh, forming your salah, giving out your dillah, your zakah, your fitra even smiling, uh, but the, the food of the soul is coming in abundance, Sheikh. It's coming. It's coming in Ramadan. Talk to me about it. Yes, Chef, you know, you look at Ramadan as it's just one good, beautiful month, you know, that everything just falls into place. You know, it's, uh, you know, it's a month, really, that, I mean, every little kind 
uh, of ibadah that you do, whether be it sunnah or nafar, it actually carries the reward of farad in the month of Ramadan. I mean, it tells you that Allah Ta'ala actually does give us a spoon-feeding system as well. You know, he wants uh, in his uh, creation, in his mercy, actually to actually flourish that mercy upon us, whereby any little bit act of kindness we do in the month of Ramadan multiplies in numbers, I mean, of which we miss throughout the year. And I mean, that should be actually the starting point, you know, like an encouragement to say, you know, if you hit one over, I mean, it's like if you hit five overs, ten overs, I mean, it encourages you to say, if I hit 10 or 5 now, it means I'm hitting so much. So, I mean, that's the same uh, a value or flavor that Ramadan brings to us. And that's why, I mean, uh, even Allah has mentioned about that in Hadith policy, you know, whereby he says, you know, to say, oh, the action that the son of Adam does, the only for his goodness and to cover for his sins, only fasting, because that is from Allah Ta'ala, and only Allah Ta'ala is the one that will watch for it. Just to give a good example of that, Shav, me, I can have a stomach full the whole day in Ramadan, and walk by in your masjid and sit next to you and say, oh, the fast today was too hot, man, it was too hot. And you come up with me and say, are you right, it was hot today, it could have been a bit hard today to fast, but yet I did not fast. So in this case, Allah Ta'ala took exception to say, I'm going to take this to myself because this, when you do it, you're not doing it to please anybody, but you're doing it only for me and to please me. So if any failures or any fallouts, any mistakes you make from there, I'm directly in charge of it. So which is another part of saying, you know, we need to do a lot of good. Ibadah is the best to do it only for the pleasure of Allah. And the more we dedicate our Ibadah to Allah Ta'ala is the more we do it best. And remember, the best of Ibadah that you can do is when you're doing that Ibadah, you know, in your mind, bearing your mind to say, this might be the last time I'm sitting on the musalla and making ibadat or reading salah. Definitely, you'll make sure that salah is read accordingly and you make sure you supplicate the uh, the best du'as and actually the appropriate du'as you can before Allah Ta'ala because you're knowing that, you know, this could be my end, Shah. Well said there, Sheikh Shoyimaida. Really a pleasant uh, chat with you this evening. Perhaps your parting words uh, before we let you go. You know, once again, you know, we need to know that Allah has got rights over us and we got rights over him. And also there's that hukuk al-ibad, which arise over the servants of Allah. And the rights towards Allah is to worship him alone and not ascribe partners with him and towards human beings to be good and kind and to be humble for the pleasure of Allah. So that Allah raises our status, inshallah. And once again, shout to you and your family. May Allah Lord, I reward you all the best for the time you're taking out actually to research all these topics so that the Ummah gets spiritually nourished. May Allah reward you all the best and preserve a best place for you in Jannah. And once again, I said last year, last week, make sure there's a spare chair on the side so I can sit next to you, inshallah. Yeah, I'll make you the vice chairman. <laughs> Just on a lighter note, maybe I will need you to uh, fish me out. Check. Sure, by the always a pleasure having you. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, uh, amin to your du'as and my du'as also uh, reciprocal. You have a lovely, beautiful evening ahead, Sheikh Shah or Shoei Maida. And inshallah, we will talk to each other uh, next week this time. Shukran, inshallah. Well, time for us to go to the uh, marketplace and get back, inshallah. We'll be joined by Maulana Salim Karim.